It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready, Just call me Swanee. Finally, Clemson Sports Talk has come back to drive time. Hello, everybody. Lawton Swan back in the saddle. Once again, it is the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk for you each and every afternoon as you make your way around the great state of South Carolina and beyond, listening to us on fantastic radio stations like Fox Sports Radio 1400, The Midlands, Sports Radio 100.1, The Fan in Florence, and 920 AM in Manning. Final show of the week. We're off. I hope you enjoyed the 4th of July. And uh, if you have some time on uh, July the 4th, make sure you check out Clemson's Greatest Games. It'll feature Deshaun Watson and the Clemson Tigers snapping the South Carolina game. Five-game winning streak, 35-17 back in 2014. And the producer extraordinaire, or at least one of the producers extraordinaire of that program, Richmond Weaver, joins us here today. Richmond, what's up, buddy? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm ready for the 4th of July. Hopefully, everybody will be able to take a deep breath, decompress a little bit, and Let's get ready for a positive second half of 2020, right? That's Holy what we're all cow. hoping for. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Dabo Sweeney would yeah, say all, uh, there's there's nothing less important than the score at halftime, but boy, right now we are getting our butts kicked. Whew, I saw some meme or uh, something that uh, showed a scoreboard. It was like from Sunday Night Football, and many people <laughs> yeah. might have already seen it as well. <laughs> but it said – 2020 is in you know earth and uh 2020 is like 42 to zero or something exactly (laughs) it has been an ugly yes it has been an ugly first half we all need a chance to regroup get some type of great halftime speech and maybe that can happen you know over this weekend celebrating uh the birth of america and uh, let's regroup and get ready for the second half well, speaking of uh, you know fractions, we are one-third of the way through this incredible series that you guys have put together, uh, Clemson's Greatest Games. This past weekend was Clemson's Thriller against Notre Dame. We were off, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it with you last Friday, but 24-22, Richmond, there are few games still that I will watch as a fan I have to tell you, that's one I did. I didn't sit in the press box. I sat with my family. Special teams, special games, special moments like that should have been enjoyed. I don't care if there is a downpour uh, amongst the Tiger faithful, and that was one I'm certainly glad that I was in the stands for. Well, and I think you are saying the same sentiments as all Clemson Nation fans were saying because it was shown that way. I mean, look at – if you remember – I mean, there were fans there hour before the game started because this was Notre Dame. It didn't matter about the rain. It didn't matter about the monsoon or hurricane, whatever. It was the opportunity of the beginning, what we're starting to see, could Clemson be able to put together a program that was going to be uh, a national program? And I know we there, there's a lot of Clemson faithful that will always say, well, Clemson's always been a national program, but there's – 
a certain aspect that not from a true national perspective when you're uh, talking in terms of a program like Notre Dame. That's a truly national program, at least at that time. Now, Clemson has obviously uh, changed that over the past uh, several years, but at the time, this was the beginning of, okay, trying to really make a name for, uh, you know, who Clemson is and Deshaun Watson and, you know, coming into his own, so to speak, and to have Notre Dame come into Death Valley. And even though the weather was such an issue, it didn't stop the fans. So I agree with you that it didn't matter. You had to be there to watch the game. And I loved how Mark Packer even said, you know, during the uh, uh, show that we had with him adding some commentary is that, hey, this was one of those games that even if you weren't there, you told all your friends you were just because it was such an historic game. <laughs> you know, the weather obviously was a huge storyline and what took place after that in the state of South Carolina with record flooding. But from that standpoint, in your estimation, looking back on it, if that game's played on, on a you know perfectly clean environment with, with no issues, is there a different outcome that night? Great question. And I, I've had that posed several times, just talking amongst friends and other Clemson fans. And I've even heard it even talked with some of the national pundits. Uh, how much of advantage did that help? But going into it, if you remember, the storyline was that the rain was actually going to help Notre Dame because Notre Dame was so much more physical. They were so much bigger in the trenches. They had all of the NFL caliber uh, guys on both sides of the line, especially on the offensive line, more importantly, I should say. Sure, uh, right. But I would – so the you thought that it was going to be a situation where – Notre Dame would just be able to run the ball, run it down Clemson's throat. The defense wouldn't be able to stop them, and Clemson would never be able to get into their high-powered offense, or at least that version of it, uh, because of the weather. And it almost seemed, though, that uh, the beginning of the game, a little bit of a different wrinkle with Deshaun Watson running the ball, because remember, he was still – relatively fresh off of the ACL uh, surgery. So they hadn't really been running him that much. And so all of a sudden he was able to get some open space and what they were doing with some of the misdirection. And that seemed to catch Notre Dame off guard, so to speak. And I'm also not certain Notre Dame really understood what it was going to be like in Death Valley with the crowd, the noise, all of that. Uh, Cause I, I think that had something to do with it as well. And so it's hard to say necessarily uh, if it would have been different. Uh, I, I want to believe that the outcome would have been the same, but there it did seem to be, and this is going to be cliche, almost it was the perfect storm for Clemson to have it the way it was, to be honest with you. You go back, you mentioned that environment. I don't know that there's much better than seeing Brian Kelly, as he steps out into Death Valley, uh, that meme that's out there with his eyeballs, uh, you know that's a team that plays in big venues. You know that's a team that uh, has seen the best of the best and been challenged uh, to the max. But in that moment in Death Valley, I think for Clemson Tiger fans, his face told the story of what you kind of hope everybody feels when they're waltzing into Death Valley. And remember... Going back to that, uh, when you were able to see the amount of fans there at the beginning of the game, even before uh, kickoff, 
I think that told a big story as well, just from the perspective that, as you mentioned with Brian Kelly and his facial expression, because I would imagine there was an aspect of, I doubt they thought there was going to be that many fans there, considering the weather was so bad at the time. And I know Jay Guillermo has talked about it, that the Clemson team in the locker room before the game started, they were even talking about, hey, guys, we're probably going to have to, you know, motivate ourselves. Uh, it's not going to be the same type of crowd. Right. <laughs> whether there's there's not going to be anybody there because they had experienced Tiger Walk and there was nobody really there. And obviously so from the standpoint of it, it's going to be very difficult for a lot of fans to just be standing out in the rain. But there were still some there. But the point was is that even Clemson players thought it was going to be more of like a road game for them where they were going to have to kind of psych themselves up and be motivated because the crowd wasn't going to be in the game like they typically are. And to his shock, an hour before the game, he's out there and he's talking about how three-fourths of the stadium was full and he couldn't believe it. And that just gave them such extra motivation, even an hour before kickoff. So it seemed that the Tigers even came out even more motivated and uh, energized than normal because of the crowd. He hosts a fantastic podcast, Rich Take on Sports. Richmond Weaver with us here on Clemson Sports Talk. And if you don't recall that Clemson-Notre Dame game, the Fighting Irish were a number six ranked program, program at the time, and Clemson was 12th and really one of those moments that sort of set Clemson on the trajectory of, of where they are today. And it really all came down to that final two-point conversion. Deshaun Kaiser, who uh, was a versatile weapon for Notre Dame and, and you know, in his own right, uh, gets stuffed. And, and Clemson ultimately, with the uh, barrel roll from uh, for, from former Clemson linebacker Ben Bulware, uh, incidental, I think, uh, based on uh, what happened with his feet, but – I think that's probably one of those moments in Death Valley that Clemson Tiger fans will, will hold on to for the rest of their lives. Well, of course, because of the drama that ensued, because there was this aspect that going up on Notre Dame so fast, it was like, wow, how, you know, nobody expected that. And then, you know, to start the third quarter with a turnover by Notre Dame, and then Clemson goes up 21 to three and, you're thinking celebration time that this is it. There's no way Notre Dame can come back. And then to see how Notre Dame was coming back and it was bringing back old memories, obviously of Clemson. Here we go again. We're, we're going to let this thing slip away. We had Notre Dame, you know, and is this going to happen like it did in the seventies with Joe Montana resurrecting Notre Dame for an unbelievable winning drive against Clemson. But to be able to stop them uh, the way they did and for the defense to do it, and that's just you know what I, I think is special as well because you're sitting there on the edge of your seat seeing uh, a defense that uh, for the second half, I mean, it had become porous all of a sudden where Notre Dame, they were able to figure some things out. And uh, it, it was that type of stop that just culminated everything about the day almost that, you know, did the rain stop at the exact same moment that, <laughs> you know, they get the two point conversion stop. And then obviously to, to see Ben Bulware do his flip and he, 
he, he tells the true story in Clemson's greatest games about exactly what happened. So uh, people need to make sure they go uh, check that out. And we're working on an online version. So for people that didn't get to watch it, we're, we've got some things in the works where you can go back and, and rewatch it. But uh, to your point, uh, Lawton, that uh, that was a misstep by Mr. Bull. That was not intentional. <laughs> yeah, the, the first four in a 12-part series have been phenomenal. Catch episode number five this weekend, July the 4th, Clemson and South Carolina, 35-17 in Death Valley. Deshaun Watson playing on a bum knee. Nobody knew it at the time. Richmond, for Clemson Tiger fans to endure five consecutive losses to South Carolina was painful. Looking back at that moment and what went into it after the fact, I think is what really made this one of Clemson's greatest games. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, just think of, you know, back to, I mean, up to that point, I mean, Clemson, they were 32 and eight uh, in those past three seasons uh, into the, the, the five game losing streak to South Carolina. So, I mean, it wasn't like Clemson was not winning games. They were winning games. They were, you know, winning bowl games, ACC championship, uh, but not able to beat South Carolina. And there's a lot of Clemson fans that they would rather beat South Carolina than get an ACC championship. And so <laughs> this was an important and a very important game. And, and knowing that Deshaun Watson uh, had made the pledge as a senior in high school, or maybe he was even a junior in high school when Chad Morris was recruiting him, that he was not going to lose to South Carolina. And for him to come out there and play on that knee and be able to help the Tigers get that victory. I mean, I think that really was the beginning of a new era, so to speak. Again, Clemson had some success, but this was really to showcase what was going to happen. And I just remember uh, watching the game and then even going back now and getting to relive it, you really got to see the difference that uh, three freshmen can make with Deshaun Watson, Wayne Gallman, and Artavis Scott, that all of a sudden things just look different. Uh, those three accounted for 626 yards and five touchdowns in that game. Freshmen. Now, yeah. Wayne was a redshirt freshman, but still, it just, just think about that, and it just showcased that all of a sudden Clemson just seemed to be a little bit faster, bigger, and stronger uh, than South Carolina for the first time in many years. And that was, uh, I, I think, the true beginning of the, the new era for Clemson football and to where we are today. Richmond Weaver with us here on the show that shakes the Southland. You know, the thing that I remember from that game is because you had lost five consecutive matchups to South Carolina, there was this uh, edge to it for Clemson fans, even though at the time, you know, uh, they were the considered to be the better team. South Carolina had just continued to to beat them and and you still had to have that concern even when you were uh, the favored ball club and Pharaoh Cooper scores early in that game to put Clemson, uh, put South Carolina up 7 to nothing and I can remember the hush over the crowd like you have to be kidding me this is happening again exactly and I think there was almost an aspect of people having uh, PTSD like oh no it's right it's <laughs> happening <laughs> once again because it, in several of those games, if you remember, it seemed to me that Clemson 
was almost beating themselves against South Carolina. And I'm not trying to take anything away from South Carolina. They they won the game, but there was, you know, turnovers, sloppy play, just not being, you know, as uh, focused, it seemed, uh, at, at times. And even though Clemson might have had at least, at minimal, an equivalent team to South Carolina. Might not have been better, but right. enough that they should have been winning those games, right? Uh, but this one definitely was one of those situations uh, with Clemson coming in. It definitely had the better team. We we at least knew it record-wise, you know, from that perspective. But the question was, was Deshaun going to be able to play? But the seemed to have a fast start for South Carolina, and Clemson had to respond. And that's where you started to see, you know, a play like uh, with Artavis Scott with a little jet sweep for a 53-yard touchdown. And that just showcased, I think, the firepower of, uh, what Clemson had at that time, especially in Chad Morris's offense, which was uh, also Chad Morris's last game in Death Valley. Yeah, and amazingly, from that point, you you switch it over to Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott against Oklahoma in what people thought would be a, a throwaway game in the Russell Athletic Bowl, but nonetheless, Clemson dominates that one, and then Elliott and Scott leading Clemson's offense the the way they did, just coordinating. Uh, unbelievably after Chad Morris left. And that was a real concern. You brought up Chad Morris. Remember the questions that were asked of Dabo Sweeney when Morris left? It was, uh, is, is you know, Chad Morris's offense going away? And, and I can remember Dabo saying something to the effect of, uh, it's Clemson's offense. This is what, you know, this is who we are. It's not uh, Chad Morris's offense. And, uh, I, you know, I don't, uh, looking back on it, I don't think Dabo Sweeney was lying. He definitely wasn't lying, but I would suspect there was a lot of people that wasn't that I guess really wasn't sure if that was going to be the case True. Uh, because there had been so much emphasis on you know Chad Morris coming in and this offense and we you know started seeing the explosiveness you know from that standpoint even you know with the the early uh, couple of years with Taj Boyd at the helm uh, with Chad Morris's offense and so you got to see that and I was one of those guys that not only that you know are the the guy who brought that to the program is leaving. So there's always an aspect that it's not going to be the same. And then you couple it with now you're going to have basically a two headed monster with a co-offensive coordinators. You know, how is that going to work? Uh, it was almost the, the same type of mindset that, you know, if, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterback. Right. And so if it's, you have two offensive coordinators, do you really have, an offensive coordinator at all. And so it, it was very impressive to see that the foundation had been built and it was so stable that it could withstand somebody leaving and they didn't skip a beat and being able to uh, just transition right into both Jeff Scott and Tony Ellett calling the plays, which I, I again, you have to give Dabo credit, a, a lot of credit for, being able to build the culture that could withstand that. Cause there's not a lot of programs that could probably do that. Richmond Weaver here on the show that shakes the Southland. We hit a quick break. We come back with more again. You can text us 803-450-0086. Work it through a couple of uh, unique updates that we're trying to put together. I can't get the chat to show up. And for whatever reason, uh, publishing the show, I type the word now about fi- a bit. No K N O W instead of the word now, about 15 times, and I've been trying to fix that while Richmond's been talking. We'll come back with more 
uh, from Richmond Weaver here on the show that shakes the Southland, talking about Clemson's greatest game. Stay with us. Now, Columbia's most dependable traffic, sponsored by Pope Davis Tire and Automotive, home of the best tire prices in Columbia, guaranteed. Fox Sports Radio 1400 traffic. We got a couple of accidents with injuries. Broad River at I-20 and I-26 at Columbia Avenue and an accident Cedar Creek Road at Cedar Springs Drive. From the 103.5 FM WVLC Traffic Center, I'm Gary Mills. This report is sponsored by Ozzy.com. Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama or maybe the next LeBron James. Try OZY.com right now. Ozzy, it's like a latte for your mind. Get some. Fake Doctors, Real Friends is the podcast that recaps the television sitcom Scrubs from the perspective of the series stars Zach Braff and Donald Faison. I'm sure this is so annoying, but I just want to say I love the show. And I'm like, I'm always like, it's not annoying. Are you kidding me? That's like the best comment you can give us. So, Well, it's annoying when you're eating food. Join Zach and Donald twice a week as they interview former cast members, directors, and even creator Bill Lawrence. Listen to Fake Doctors, Real Friends on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, golfers. Have you been to the golf capital of the world yet? Myrtle Beach Golf offers a variety of custom packages featuring nearly 80 courses. Golfers have the option to create the exact experience they're looking for. Plus, Myrtle Beach Golf provides top-notch accommodations with over 15 resorts, all guaranteed to be a hole-in-one. Come join us for a short drive away in Myrtle Beach for your best golf trip by par. Book now at MyrtleBeachGolf.com. Hey guys, Lawton Swan here. I was hanging out in the backyard with my son Mason a couple of years ago, and he said, Dad, you're the best father ever. When I asked him why, he said, because when I go outside to play, I don't get eaten up by the bugs anymore. Imagine that, me a hero, when all I did was call my good buddy Trey Powell at Mosquito Joe. With their routine service plan, no more bugs and no more bites. Make yourself the family hero. Call Mosquito Joe today, 803-223-7916. That's 803-223-7916. Outside is fun again. Effective June 15th, all Comet bus riders must wear a mask or face covering to access buses and facilities until further notice. For more information, please call 255-7100 or go online to catchthecomet.org. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. You hear it every time you finish a meal and never feel anything. But if we were able to associate this sound with a new stimulus... Save the food. We've achieved pulling a natural response from you. Save the food. Why are we doing this, you may ask. Save the food. Because this ad is trying to change your after-meal behaviour through brainwashing. Because food waste costs the average family $1,500 a year. Save the food. Cha-ching. And 1500 extra bucks is like getting a pay raise. Save the food. Cha-ching. You're promoted. Which could pay for your child's braces. Save the food. Cha-ching. You're promoted. Check out my braces. So when you hear this sound, rethink your behavior. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Whoa. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. 
U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Now, back to Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan on Columbia's home for the 2018 National Championship Tigers, Fox Sports Radio 1400. On Twitter, at Clemson Sports, make sure you follow us. Richmond Weaver here on the program again. He's a part of Clemson's Greatest Games. And coming up on July the 4th, it'll be the Clemson Tigers and the South Carolina Gamecocks back in 2014. Deshaun Watson leading Clemson finally uh, with a victory over the Gamecocks after losing five consecutive times. And One other thing I remember about this game, and I don't know if it's going to come up in the uh, conversations that you guys have uh, during the program. But if you go back and, and look at South Carolina quarterback Dylan Thompson that season, the way he positioned his feet pre-snap told you whether or not it was going to be a run or a pass. And Lowell, the producer who was a part of this show back then, he was like, listen, Swanee, we, we, we got this tell. We got to get this to Brent Venables. And I was like, all right, we're going to do what we can. So we started digging. We're trying to get this stuff to Brent Venables. We didn't care what it took to snap the five-game winning streak. If Clemson had to know what was going on from South Carolina's standpoint, uh, that's just what it had to be. But I don't know if that came up. But, man, you go back and watch South Carolina football in 2014, Richmond, I could tell you how to read that offense like a book just by looking at Dylan Thompson's feet. Well, I'm very disappointed that we didn't have that type of insight to put into this episode, (laughs) my friend, because that's the type of stories we're trying to tell right there. Because we had no idea that you guys were part of the defensive scheme that you gave to Brent Venables to to stop South Carolina. So thank you very much. Well, I don't know if it got to him, but I I passed it through all the channels possible. I doubt Brent Venables has taken uh, too much advice from me on running this defense, but... A tell's a tell, and yeah, Dylan but, Thompson had a heck of one. Yes, well, and I, I, I'm not certain that Brent Venables wouldn't take – he seems to be the type of guy. Now, he might not use it necessarily, but he seems to be that he will study anything and everything. So if anybody's got any type of tidbit of information, he, he would seem to be the guy that would – want to utilize it well Richmond I know uh, your time is precious my man so we just got a couple of more questions for you first and foremost I I think now that we've turned the calendar to July it is becoming more and more apparent that September kickoffs are in jeopardy Uh, where do you stand and it's really shifted for me since I've seen the numbers nationally where do you stand right now as far as a comfort zone uh, you know or, or how comfortable you are with the college football season getting rocking and rolling on time this year? My comfort level is waning each day, unfortunately. Uh, just based on you know what I'm seeing as well, the numbers, uh, how we're seeing such increases. And I know there's a lot of factors that go into uh, the numbers, uh, and it's not just black and white that, uh, you know, there, there's more to it. I mean, obviously, more and more people are being tested, et cetera, all of that. But the the fact that the question, I guess, that I keep coming back to is what happens for the situation when you have to be quarantined and the right. aspect of the domino effect that if it's one person uh, is test, test positive, but he's been in contact with 15 people that they find out then those 15 people have to be quarantined 
And then what happens if one of those people tests positive and then they have been in contact with 10 people and then now those 10 additional people have to be quarantined for 14 days. Right. Now all of a sudden you could be in a situation where you just don't have enough bodies to actually fill the team or very limited and it could be some key players obviously. And so, you know, I think that's where we're, you know, at a point of trying to, can you wrap your arms around that? Because there's no way they're going to be able to isolate these players like they're going to be able to do with the NBA. And I'm not certain that that's going to be as effective as they think. Uh, and for the NBA to be spending $150 million to be able to, to get the games, you know, in that they're wanting to do in that time period, in that bubble per se, Obviously, colleges can't do that. And we're already starting to see some Division III uh, football programs are canceling fall sports and uh, football, obviously. And so when does that happen for uh, a, a major Division I school? Yeah, I think I saw Morehouse not, uh, cancel their, their football this they year. They did, yes. It, yeah, and so when is it going to be that aspect? And you know what, also, I, I don't think – People are talking about it enough right now, and that's the aspect of we're not hearing what these college football players are saying. We're hearing what the NBA players and some major league baseball players are saying, that they're opting out. What happens if some of these college football players say, I don't want to go play? Right Now, we're all under the assumption that everybody wants to play because we want them to play. but could there be a situation where you have a contingency of a team, whether how small it is, that says, you know, I just don't feel comfortable playing. I don't want to go out there and play. And then what happens? So I, I'm getting more and more nervous that the, the games are not going to start uh, when we're hoping they will in September. It just seems to be going down that trajectory. Uh, and if it does, I just can't imagine any type of capacity where there'll be fans. Oh, man, that would be uh, that would be awful. Richmond Weaver hanging out with us here on the program today. We got a little bit more uh, to get to with him, Richmond. I want to talk about one of your thoughts that, that you just brought up real quick. Uh, again, though, I want to give everybody the ways to participate with the program, and I've, I'm doing what I can to get the uh, chat to show up, but it's not working. But we've moved the the video portion of the content over to our website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com, letting you uh, check it out over there. And I did some tests yesterday. I didn't run 60 frames per second. I don't think you need to see me in 60 FPS. But 30 FPS, I, I think we're doing good. So we've got more Richmond Weaver coming up here on the program. Here's how you can participate on Twitter, at Clemson Sports, as Clemson News Notes, information and more, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Your text line is now your phone line as well, so pay no attention to the phone line below me. If you're watching, just simply text us, 803-450-0086. And if you're feeling like you want to call in, you can do that as well, but call that text line number and leave us a message. We'll listen to what you have to say, and we'll do our best to get you uh, on the air. Lots of concern there. You heard it in Richmond Weaver's voice about the college football season yesterday. Governor Henry McMaster stating, hey, you know, essentially if we don't do more uh, to, to turn the tide, uh, there won't be high school football or college football played in the state of South Carolina. I know the Columbia Blowfish game 
got shut down before it got started for fans yesterday. They were still able to play the game, but without fans. So uh, lots of scenarios uh, still out there that could hold up the college football season. I'll ask Richmond about another one when we get back. When a community grows, its hospital should grow too. And that's just what we're doing at Lexington Medical Center. We recently launched the largest hospital expansion project in South Carolina history. Our new 10-story patient tower will help us take better care of patients, including the tiniest infants who need special attention. It will also make room for the growing number of patients who need surgery and intensive care. At Lexington Medical Center, our mission to serve our community never wavers. We're here when you need us today, and we'll be there when you need us tomorrow. Guys, are you tired of being tired, frustrated because it seems impossible to lose belly fat? If you're looking for a solution, then listen to Mark. I had fantastic results with the Andro 400 Max. Probably lost 35 pounds, and more impressive than that was the inches I lost off of my belly and my waist. And the increased energy is is fantastic. I'll be totally honest, I tried a different product, and I wasn't happy with the different product. You guys are considerably cheaper than the other brand, and I can really feel the difference. Andro 400 Max, the extra strength, all-natural testosterone booster. The safe, easy, and affordable way to gain energy and lose stubborn belly fat. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Feel and look like a new man. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Live from the $1,500 Instant Rebate AAA Heating and Air Weather Center. Clear skies tonight with lows in the low 70s. Tomorrow's going to be hot. Highs in the mid-90s, but it'll feel more like 100 when you add in the humidity. For Channel 25 ABC Columbia, I'm Chief Meteorologist John Farley. This report is sponsored by Ozzy.com. Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama or maybe the next LeBron James. Try OZY.com right now. Ozzy, it's like a latte for your mind. Get some. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better and kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. Type 2 diabetes is a serious chronic health threat in America. It affects tens of millions of people. Many people who have the disease don't know it. Diabetes can cause health problems such as heart disease, strokes, amputations, and blindness. Talk to your doctor, get screened if you're at risk, and learn how to avoid becoming one of the millions of new cases of diabetes each year. You can help prevent type 2 diabetes. A message from CDC and HHS. Major key alert. Don't ever play yourself. Life is like school. You will be tested, so pass it. 
Learn the real major keys to getting to college at GetSchooled.com. Stay focused. Now that's a major key alert. Brought to you by GetSchooled and the Ad Council. Broadcasting from the TrueCar.com studios, this is Columbia's Fox Sports Radio 1400. Again, our website is ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Richmond Weaver hanging out with us here on the show. And, Richmond, you brought up some interesting points before the break, but I want to get back into uh, one of those that you kind of you know jarred my thoughts on things just a little bit, even from some of the statements I've made previously. To your point about the 14-day quarantine, that's something I probably haven't mentioned enough when I've talked about what could jam up this system. Let's play, you know, just for a scenario. Tyler Davis comes down with COVID-19. He's in team meetings with the defensive lineman on a regular basis. If the entire defensive line at your school has to go into a 14-day isolation period or quarantine, but you're talking about multiple weeks of a season where you don't have a defensive line per se. And I mean, is that sort of the logic that we'd be following here in your opinion? I think you have to follow that logic because that seems <laughs> it's straightforward and logical I mean, based it, on the quarantine guidelines. And just think of it from this perspective also then, say that happens and you have X number of players that have tested positive and then you've got X number of players that are quarantined. But what happens if that uh, is after the – second game of the season that it happens the the test results come out what about if that player had played on that Saturday uh, and was exposed and made contact with all of these opposing players on the opposite team then what does that team have to do from a quarantine perspective (laughs) and then holy cow then what does Yes, and then what does it look like Ugh. moving forward? Does the next week you don't have uh, players that can play because they're quarantined, but what if the team that's coming that you're supposed to play the next week says, well, wait a second, how do we know that some of these other players uh, you know, are not positive, they just you know, haven't been tested uh, or haven't shown to be positive yet? What if they decide we don't want to take the risk, we don't want to come play? So there's there's so much Ugh. to go into this that I don't think people have been able to uh, there's I don't know if there's enough time to put things together for those type of situations that can occur and what contingency plans can uh, be made available uh, outside of just a perspective. Well, we're only going to play six games and it's going to be, you know, within you know, a three-hour drive of of a particular school, and that's it, a home-and-home home type situation. I, you know, it, I just can't see any type of uh, true uh, regular season, college football season, uh, what we would call regular or normal season occurring. I just don't see it happening. What a nightmare. Richmond, appreciate you, yeah. buddy. 
Keep up the great work, man. Clips is greatest you, games coming up July the 4th. It'll be the Tigers and the Gamecocks back in 2014. Richmond, take care, man. Have a great 4th of July weekend, brother. Great 4th to you too, Lawton. Thanks for having me. There you go. Richmond Weaver here on the show that shakes the Southland. Doesn't get much better than that. That programming, by the way, is spectacular. Uh, I, I am I'm so thankful for the unlimited DVR that uh, – YouTube TV <laughs> gives us. I think it might have like nine months. I, I, I hope I can figure out how to lock those down forever. Uh, but as you heard Richmond mention, uh, they are working on a, a streaming option. <laughs> Trust me, I've told my buddy Mark Childress, I'm in, I'll host it. I'll take whatever you need, man. Let's see if you could crash the servers over on ClemsonSportsTalk.com. I'd be all over it in a skinny minute. Uh, 803 Four five zero 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 eighty six eight zero three four five zero double zero eighty six. Yeah, I, I mentioned the the news they are talking with Richmond earlier, and I don't know if you saw this yet or not, but there was an article from the New York Times that came out uh, talking about Morehouse and uh, their cancellation of the college football season this year already. Right, it's already happened. Morehouse is the first scholarship football program to cancel its season. Uh, they cited the coronavirus's disproportionate impact on black individuals. Uh, Clemson continues uh, to press on forward, as we are quite aware at this point. We'll talk with Tim Beret a little bit more about that coming up in hour number two of the show. But uh, David A. Thomas, the president of Morehouse College, canceled the school season on Friday. I had not heard that until earlier today looking through this article. So it was a little bit of a surprise for me because I knew we had talked about the Ivy League potentially backing up their season into uh, into the new calendar year in, in January and doing a winter-slash-spring college football season. Uh, but, you know, the more and more you, you see some schools doing this, and this is what I was trying to say yesterday, and this is the thing that I've tried to in, in, impress upon I don't want to call people the naysayers, but the people who say, oh, you're way too early on this. You, how, you're panicking. You know, we got to go out there and play. It doesn't affect these student athletes. Whether that turns out to be true or not doesn't dictate what I believe is going to happen and doesn't change what I think you're going to see happen. Now, that's unfortunate. And I think, again, Keep your eye on Major League Baseball. Keep your eye on the NBA. I would expect professional sports to be the last of the ones that say, well, we can't go. College sports, simply because of the nature of how it is structured, with scholarships being the big carrot out in front of being a college athlete and the potential to make it to the NFL. That potential to make it to the next level for these student athletes could be squandered by getting COVID-19 and having some sort of effects on their lungs that we it's still such a new virus. I don't like it any more than you do from the standpoint of having to say that we won't play college football this calendar year. And maybe the backing it up is the best case scenario that we will be presented with. 
and it'll just slowly get moved back and maybe we squeeze something in at some point. You can be angry. You can be frustrated. But I'll tell you, there are a lot of people who are angry and frustrated about it today that were refusing to wear masks yesterday. You can't have it both ways. We have to do our part to help out. Group training is a fun and countable way to get in shape. I'm Coach Stewart of Dynamic Health and Fitness. Come train with one of our special groups today. We will focus on giving you the support you need to get in shape. We use the Dynamic Mob featuring intervals of cardio, functional training, and strength training to change your lifestyle to make you healthy. Get started today at any of our locations in Lexington or West Columbia or call 803-408-4060 or online at dynamichealthclub.com. Hi, this is Kelly Nash. You and I have been radio friends for a number of years, and now it's going to pay off for you with a free gift. We've got a special going on with Zero Res. They will do three rooms of carpet, cleaned better than you've ever had a carpet cleaned in your life, just $119. Now that free gift I mentioned. Just say my name when you're booking and get the hallway done for free. Call 803-262-4020 or ZeroResColumbia.com. Zero Res. Spell it backwards or forwards. It's the right way to clean. Ask about their air duct cleaning special as well. At Stanley Martin Homes, your life is our blueprint for over 53 years. Stanley Martin has been building homes to fit your lifestyle. Visit any of our local models for a self-guided tour or schedule a personal appointment with one of our neighborhood sales managers. Summertime is the best time for moving into your new Stanley Martin home. And now you can design your house with the click of a mouse online at stanleymartin.com. An equal housing opportunity. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Working on an oil change? We can help you get started. Right now, you can get five quarts of Valvoline Daily Protection Motor Oil and an STP oil filter for just $27.99. And if you need it fast, you can get it fast your way. Whether it's next-day delivery or free same-day pickup, in-store or curbside, the choice is yours. Getting your job done just got easier. Restrictions and details at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. (sighs) We want to hire you. You're, You're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to a pop concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. Or B, just roll with it. Just do it! 
life. OMG! I love you, Justin! I love you! You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. Matt is here to help. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Online at foxsportsradio1400.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. An iHeartRadio station. Coming up in hour number two of the show, Tim Beret will be joining us to chat a little bit, not only about the uh, Clemson Tiger football team, the possibility of the college football season. We'll dive into a lot of different things with with Tim Beret. It's always fun. Uh, John Swalford announcing his retirement from the Atlantic Coast Conference. He'll work the rest of the year, but you know Tim will have some great stories on Swalford's front, so we'll talk with Tim uh, in just a little bit. I, I'm still working on some... Uh, connection not connection issues i my my ideal scenario uh, that i really want to work on is to make this show a little bit more interactive and obviously you all text me quite a bit uh 803-450-0086 803-450-0086 but uh, one of the things i want to be able to do is show those chats on the screen and i thought i had it all squared away i mean i did have it but it's not working for whatever reason it works on one computer not the other so i got to figure that out by the way speaking of the mask issue uh, that i brought up earlier where i said look and, and a lot of people are angry about it but a lot of people that are angry about college football are the same people that were saying well i'm not going to wear a mask this news coming just now the governor of texas has issued an executive order mandating face coverings in public places in counties with 20 or more positive COVID-19 cases. And again, yesterday here in this state, Governor Henry McMaster essentially saying, look, there won't be football. We got we to gotta get, I mean, we got to work together on this. And if uh, putting a mask on will make a difference, uh, let's do it. Dude, if you told me if I carried two oranges everywhere I went, it would help out. I'd carry two oranges everywhere I went. I mean, I don't don't care what the solution is. I don't. Now, listen, if it comes down to Swanee, you got to do more, more, uh, you got to do more yard work around the house. (laughs) I object. I'm doing a lot already. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's so strange. And you feel so bad for these. Uh, college athletes because those kids you know are those kids are the ones that are really and you know what I, I should take this back a little bit further and the high school athletes too I mean the athletes are the ones that really are missing out on so many opportunities and while yeah it's terrible that proms got missed and graduations I mean those things are those things are horrible but those are a byproduct of this whole ordeal. And how do we how do we fix college football before the college football season? It's just I mean, it's incredibly tough. I don't you know, I I've never 
claim to have all of the answers. Uh, as I've said before, I feel like sometimes the questions are being changed. But honestly, if you told me I had to carry two oranges every time I left the house, I'd keep a stockpile of oranges on hand to carry because I want to get to college football season. And I don't care how stupid I have to look to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I don't. My fear is, is that even though we haven't hit the breaking point from the standpoint of the NCAA making their final call on what we're going to do or colleges making their final call, uh, et cetera, I think I think that um we may have crossed that line as a collective whole that we can't get it back. Uh it's the proverbial it, you know you can hop in the car but if you get in late enough you can't pump the you can't push the brakes hard enough to not hit the wall. We may have already crossed that point of where we can't slow it down enough not to hit the wall. And that wall being pulling the plug, backing up the sport that drives a lot of the economy uh, in the southern states, especially where the SEC and the Atlantic Coast Conference and Texas. You know, there are so many states where the professional sports aren't even, you know, it's not its not even a thing. I mean, really, like, if you think about the state of South Carolina and the NBA, I can guarantee you that the Hawks and the Hornets aren't exactly, you know, top of the conversation for most people. I mean, they are, those people, those programs or those uh, franchises are probably less popular than the Lakers or the Celtics. You know, maybe maybe whoever LeBron James is playing for, which just happens to be the Lakers. And so from that standpoint, I think that we um, are certainly in an era where, you know, or in an area where, Collegiate athletics is is the thing that you wake up for. You know when 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 the when the J O B is B A D when the job is bad, dude. Thursday means you're getting close to high school and college football. You want to talk about morale? You know, when the when the when the NCAA tournament canceled in the state of South Carolina, eh, it was a big deal, but was it for a lot of you? No. Eh, when baseball season went away, was it a big deal for you? Eh, it was, but it wasn't. Buddy, you start talking about canceling college football. That's a big deal for you. High school football, that's a big deal for you. And that's why I'm seeing the shift now. From people who were saying, well, I'm not wearing a mask anywhere. And people going, hey, I got mask if you need one. <laughs> like, like all of a sudden, people who didn't want to wear a mask are like mask salesmen. 
Is that what it took, college football, to change your mindset? I want to get out there and play, but I'm not sure that even if you wear a mask today, five masks today, ten masks today, over your own face, if that's going to get us college football at this point. I hope it does. We'll talk with Tim Beret about it in hour number two of the program. Stay with us. It is Clemson Sports Talk. Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan on Columbia's home for sports. Fox Sports Radio 1400. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready, Just call me Swanee. is our number two. That's drive time right here on the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk Lawton Swan hanging out with you and our guest as he always is here in our number two, Tim Beret. A, a unique time, not just in sports, but in the Atlantic Coast Conference as uh, late last week it was announced that John Swafford going to be leaving his post as a commissioner of this league. I mean, he's a name that everybody's known for many, many years from his time at North Carolina, and certainly you've had plenty of interactions with him uh, during your time in Tigertown. Uh, what has John Swafford meant, in your opinion, to this league? Yeah, I think he's uh, he's meant a lot, and I think he's um, kind of kept kept the uh, kept pace. Is that the right way to put it? Uh, I mean, there have been there were changes that had to be made as the landscape moved on, and um, you know, certainly expansion of the league is uh, one at the forefront. Um, you know, when all the changes were were uh, were being made, and you know, he you know, got Virginia Tech and Miami and Syracuse and Florida State, or not Florida State, that was uh, Oregon, but um, Boston College to uh, to join the league. And I think that was, you know, that was very important. We saw what happened to the Big East and, and some schools like, uh, you know, UConn that, that, that you know, we're not, we're not able to, uh, you know, keep up, so to speak. So I think that was, that was very important. And then, um, the ACC network, I think was, uh, was very, very important. We look at what the impact that it's had financially and, um, you know, a lot, and I'll be honest with you, there was a time five years ago, I thought, well, it's just not going to happen. There's not going to be enough money out there for, uh, for everybody. And, um, but, uh, uh, he, Obviously, has been a very successful, uh, you know, first year one that would have been a lot more successful if we didn't have the, you know, the pandemic. But I think those are uh, the top two things that, that come to mind uh, to, to me during his time. 24 years leading the Atlantic Coast Conference, a final year now for John Swalford as he looks at it. And, and you brought up the changes that took place uh, after he took over back in 1997 and even though adding Florida State before that certainly gave this league a, a little bit more of a football punch 
what happened after that, really, it, it doesn't feel like it once did in a lot of respects. And you correct me if you think I'm wrong. Uh, it felt like this was a basketball conference for many years. And now it feels like it's a football conference. Part of that's Clemson, but a part of that's adding some of those schools you just mentioned. Yeah, you know, every, everything you have in mind of what you've done, uh, what you've done for me lately or how things stand lately. And Clemson has certainly been you know, the leader of the, uh, of, of the conference, but, you know, just a couple of years ago, uh, 2017, uh, you know, Clemson played a schedule. We had six ranked teams and a lot of those were regular season, uh, games against conference, uh, teams. So we're not that far removed from seasons in which we had a lot of teams that were, uh, ranked. And then of course, 2013, somebody other than Clemson in the league won the national championship that being Florida state. And then, and then the Seminoles got in the playoff in 2014. So, uh, that, and, uh, you know, along with, um, Notre Dame's getting Notre Dame in the, in the league with everything, but football, but it's a very good, um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of benefits with the football relationship that that we do have. You know, uh, I uh, you know look at that 2015 Notre Dame game, and a lot of the Clemson fans, you know, I talked to, you know, that was so memorable. It'll be a game they'll talk about for years and years. Well, you know, if John Swafford hadn't worked that aspect of the deal with Notre Dame, uh, Clemson wouldn't have played that game with with Notre Dame in 2000. 15, it wouldn't even have been on the schedule. So, um, and when you look at the, uh, you know, just the crowds, uh, they're almost near record crowds every time Notre Dame plays a road game against an ACC uh, team. So there's certainly a lot of interest uh, uh, there. And that is added to the schedule and just the brand of ACC football. Tim Bray with us here on Clemson Sports Talk this afternoon. And it's kind of, Strange because, Tim, whether we talk about uh, the WWE and and Vince McMahon or even uh, when you look back at at the NBA for so many years with with David Stern as the commissioner, the commissioner and the the leader sometimes gets heat. But John Swalford got an extra amount of heat from Clemson Tiger Nation based on uh, the conversation of did he ask for the extension that Clemson got during their probation back in the early 80s? What's your recollection of those moments, and what should Tiger fans know about that situation? <laughs> in my 40 years uh, working in sports formation at Clemson, that's the most misunderstood um, historical part of, of, uh, of Clemson. Um, when we had the extra year added from the, from a league for a football, uh, probation, um, you know, John Swafford was in his second year as the athletic director at, um, at North Carolina. And, um, you know, I was in my third or fourth year, you know, working in the Clemson athletic department. And, you know, what I remember and what is, what is fact is that, the North Carolina um, faculty rep, who was uh, 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 a fellow by the name of Wilcox, uh, who has since passed away, he and a um, the faculty rep at the University of Virginia, Alan Williams, 
they were the ones that really were the, the leaders in um, getting the ACC to um, add a year of uh, of probation. Um, you know, the meetings where they had to vote <laughs> for that. I don't think John Swaffer was even there. Um, huh. You know, as I said, Swaffer was just in his second year and didn't have wouldn't have had the power to to do that, number one. And plus the faculty uh, guy from North Carolina was the president of the ACC's committee that um, was involved in ending that additional sanction. But when, uh, you know, and everybody remembers that, you know, North Carolina, Virginia, uh, you know, were the leaders of that when Swafford was hired in 1997, uh, a lot of Clemson fans thought, you know, just said, oh, well, you remember Swafford, he was he was uh, the AD there. He must have been the guy who was the leader of that. And um, that was that was just simply not true. Isn't it incredible? That's the old uh, you know, urban legend kind of deal. And I think for, you know, if you polled Clemson Tiger fans booing John Swafford while Clemson's hoisting the ACC championship in football the past five seasons, I think almost to a, a person they would say, yep, that's the bad guy down there handing us the championship trophy. Yeah, they all they all think Swafford was <laughs> the, the ringleader for that extra year of probation back in 1984, and it's just um, it's just simply not uh, simply not true. Now, on a personal standpoint, uh, from being somebody who you know has had some chances to to interact with him and, and see him in maybe a different light than the the casual observer of the Atlantic Coast Conference, uh, do you have any memorable moments or stories about John Swalford's time in the league that you could tell? Yeah, I do have one that comes to uh, to mind, and uh, oh, and one one further point I wanted to make before. I just, uh, say that, that I kind of get a kick out of that, you know, the Clemson fans that um, don't have a positive impression of John Swafford, you know, he's, he's, he's done such a, such a terrible disservice to Clemson as the commissioner of the league that we've only finished the uh, five best years in our history and our five consecutive ACC championships. Uh, so his uh, his direction <laughs> of, the, of the league has only allowed us to do all of those uh, things. Uh, so anyway, in 2009, um, we played for the ACC championship. I guess it was in Florida, I believe, and and uh, uh, we lost to uh, Georgia Tech 39 to 34. And CJ Spiller had this unbelievable game. He had 233 yards rushing. And um, scored four touchdowns, and he was actually named the most valuable player, even though we lost the game. And um, and so we were. Uh, they did the post press conference, and um, I just remember John Swafford, um, you know, waiting on the end of that uh, press conference and coming over to C.J. Spiller and putting his arm around him and just, you know, telling him that he had, he had had one of the greatest performances he'd ever ever seen and that uh, he looked forward to seeing him, you know, play in the pros. But I remember him making that extra effort to uh, to talk to C.J. after that uh, after that game. And what an impressive performance that was by C.J. Spiller that night. And it's, it's one of those games that 
Yeah, it's so rare to see uh, that type of performance in a losing effort, and it's it's gut-wrenching, I think, in a lot of respects. And, and for a guy who had so many spectacular moments in his career, uh, not just necessarily to watch that game unfold the way it did, but uh, bittersweet uh, for CJ, no doubt. Yeah, it was, and was for the program, too, because – you know, we were making strides, and obviously if we uh, had won that game, we were going to go to a much – I guess we were going to go to the Orange Bowl if we would won that uh, game and get back to a, to a BCS uh, bowl game for the first time since uh, since 1981. So that was uh, that was heartbreaking at that point. But, uh, you know, it was an unbelievable performance for CJ. We, it was a crazy game in which we, it's the only game – it's a, one of two games in Clemson history we've had – 300 yards rushing and lost the game. Tim Beret on the show that shakes the Southland every Thursday, a retrospective look. And Tim, I've got some more I want to get to with you here, but uh, you take me back to that moment. And uh, I, I think about the time that, that Tommy Bowden is trying to get Clemson over the hump into, you know, the Atlantic coast conference championship game and, and potentially, you know, win a conference title, et cetera. And Dabo Sweeney comes in fresh-faced, brand new, so young. When I look back at the pictures, it's hard to believe that Dabo Sweeney was the head coach of Clemson uh, as young as he was. But uh, watching that team achieve that accomplishment in 2009, was that one of those indicators for you that, oh, wow, this this young guy is, you know, he, he might can pull this off? Yeah, well, we had um, – uh, you know, you know, made little strides with Coach Bowden, but uh, always seemed to just come up a, a yard or a point short. I remember in 2006, we lost to Boston College oh. in overtime because we missed and missed an extra point in overtime. The, the Boston College game in 2007, in which uh, Aaron Kelly failed to catch a pass that would have put us up late in the game and and that would have, if we won that game, it would have gotten in the uh, conference uh, championship ship game. So, uh, yeah. So then, you know, finally getting over the hump and winning the Atlantic Division, that was uh, that was certainly uh, big. But you know, you got to remember though, um, you know, 2010 was a losing season. Right. So there were still a lot of doubters uh, out there in 2010, but that was when. You know, Terry Don Phillips made a couple of great decisions. One was to hire Dabo as the interim coach and then hire him full-time. And then um, at the end of that 2010 season to, you know, to stick with him. You know, we've seen more and more athletic directors pulling the trigger on, on coaches earlier and earlier. Um, but he, uh, uh, you know, told him that he still had faith in him after the 2010 season. And, uh and look what's happened since then. Since then, we've had nothing but 10-win seasons since 2011. A lot of people are laughing at that 6-7 and seven season for the Clemson Tigers. They're not laughing now as Clemson looks to hopefully get back to the college football playoff. Before we talk about the upcoming season, Tim, I do want to take you back down memory lane one final time here on the show today. I happened to catch Clemson and Florida State, speaking of Bowden's, Bowden Bowl 1, 1999, of course, 17 to 14 was the final score in that game. One thing I had forgotten until I rewatched it, and, and this is unbelievable to me, Florida State uh, scored, I believe it was a field goal, and they also got a two-point conversion after Clemson had stopped a two-point conversion 
uh, because they had uh, delay of game penalties that took those plays off the board. They got uh, you know a, basically a redo on both, I believe, and and scored five extra points in that ball game. Uh, that is something I forgot at the time, and I think a lot of Clemson Tiger fans probably forgot as well. Yeah, people forget how close that that game was, and of course, and we drove on the last, our last possession uh, to you know what would be certainly be field goal range now for most of our kickers, but in 1999 we were kind of iffy on uh, on kicking field goals, and so Tommy didn't go for the. Uh, or I guess he did go to the field goal and we uh, missed it. But anyway, it ended up a very close game, 17 to 14. And, um, and that was a game that um, we, we jumped out to a lead. I want to say it was 14, nothing or 14 to three, 14, three half. at the half, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. 14 to three at the half. And, um, and uh, you know, Woody Dancer had a good, uh, a good game and at the time kind of substituting for Brandon. Brandon Streeter, but uh, you know, of course, the crowd was unbelievable—eighty-six thousand, so the most that's ever been in a game in Clemson. And the way fire marshal rules are, and uh, and social distancing, <laughs> we'll never come close to that uh, type of crowd again. Yeah, no kidding. And 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 looking back on that too, that was the number one Florida State team that would go on to win the national title. Bobby Bowden's second title uh, in Tallahassee, but Clemson had them that day. I had forgotten about the penalty. That the two point conversion was the huge one because then they score yeah. and, and and I think either tied the game up at that point or got within three. I can't remember what exactly happened, but man, uh, looking back at it, and Tim, you mentioned uh, now the upcoming season. You've been in this game a long time. I know this is the most unique thing you've probably ever had to cover, or even talk about. What is the you know the not, maybe the breaking point. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Zero hour that w- you feel like you'd have to know something to believe that Clemson kicks off on September the third in in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. Well, I, you know, I don't think you know. I don't the, the zero hour where we'd have to make a decision one way or another, or sure. uh, or something. Of course, could come up. Um. um I mean, can you ride this thing out uh, until September the the second or whatever? Or do you think the decisions have to be made well in advance? Well, I think they'll I think they'll have to make the decision to to go, um, you know, kind of by by about August first. Wow! But but even when you make the decision, you're always going to be, you know, something could happen the week. Of the of the of the game now, true. Of course, there's two two different points you need to look at. You're looking at all of college football, or you're looking at just Clemson. You know, we had the statement yesterday by the by the governor that things had to improve when it comes to testing, um, for for there to be college football in the state of South Carolina. Right. So I mean, you know, it's possible. You know, we've heard the SEC that they said kind of facetiously way back that, you know, we're playing play even if it's just the SEC play, uh, you know, even if there's only, if, if there's only 10 teams that can play college football and they're, they're the SEC, we're going to, you know, we're going to play. Yeah. I've had several people bring that up and Tim, I know you will agree. There are some other circumstances that certainly could come up that maybe 
uh, would slow down the season. We'll talk about those things with Tim Bray here on the show that shakes the Southland coming up in just a few minutes. Here's how you can be a part of the program. 803-450-0086. That's the way that you can be a part of the program. It is Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton Swan hanging out with you and having a good time doing it each and every afternoon. Again, programming note, we are off tomorrow for the 4th of July holiday. Uh, we get that Friday off, so we'll be back with you on Monday. But, yeah. Uh, it is uh, a lot of fun getting a chance to still talk about your Tigers, even with the incredible amount of uncertainty. Uh, and we got a texter uh, hitting us up as well. We'll get to that and much more when we get back here on the show that shakes the Southland. Now, Columbia's most dependable traffic, sponsored by Pope Davis Tire and Automotive, home of the best tire prices in Columbia, guaranteed. Fox Sports Radio 1400 traffic. The accident at I-77 southbound in mile marker 16 is in the cleanup stages now, but a new accident just popped up, I-20 westbound at mile marker 67. Reportedly, all the lanes are blocked. From the 103.5 FM WBOC Traffic Center, I'm Gary Mills. This report is sponsored by Stand Up to Cancer. I'm Tony Goldwyn. 20 years ago, when my mom had lung cancer, she didn't have many choices. But today, you do. If you've been diagnosed with lung cancer, Please visit standuptocancer.org slash lung cancer to learn more. An iHeartRadio original podcast. October 16th, 1972, two congressmen board a small plane in Alaska and disappear. Despite a massive search, they're never found. The case goes cold until a young reporter named John Walzak starts digging. What he finds is one of the strangest stories you've never heard. Did he indicate what was in the suitcase? He said it was a bomb. Listen to Missing in Alaska on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you find your favorite shows. Hi, my name's Tim Forehand. I'm a deputy sheriff. In my job, keeping me in shape is important. I've tried other products to get my weight down, but nothing has worked like Android 400. In just three months, I've dropped 51 pounds, down from 230 to 179. Plus, the weight's come off in the stomach area. I've gone from a snug 36-inch waist to a 32-inch waist, which I was in high school. I highly recommend Android 400 to all my friends. Guys. Are you frustrated because no matter how hard you try, it seems impossible to lose stubborn belly fat? Then discover why thousands of men each month rely on Andro 400. Lose belly fat, gain energy and confidence, and feel great about yourself. Andro 400, the safe, effective, and inexpensive way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. Tiger fans, look no further than the Tiger Sports Shop in Clemson for all your game day needs. Since 1974, they brought you everything Clemson for the Clemson fan. With quality brands such as Nike, Antigua, Cutter & Buck, and Champion, plus many more, from hats to t-shirts to tailgate, the Tiger Sports Shop has all the Clemson gear a true Tiger fan needs. With two convenient game day locations in Tigertown, shop where I shop at Dr. I.M. Ibrahim's Tiger Sports Shop. They fuel the passion of Tiger fans everywhere. Check them out online, tigersports.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, 
I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Mothers Against Drunk Driving supports victims of drunk driving, drug driving, and underage drinking at no charge. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. Looking for South Carolina's favorite country? You'll find it at 97.5 WCOS. Lawton Swan back with you here on Clemson Sports Talk. Tim Bray on the guest line. Tim, we were talking about getting back out on the gridiron, but there could be some circumstances, in your opinion, that that maybe change that as well during the year. I mean, I hate to say it, there could be you know different things that come up in isolated you know situations. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, what if what if one of your players gets so sick he's on a ventilator, or you know, it, it, I'll tell you, I'll give you this thing that I uncovered. This week, that was uh, interesting that I didn't realize, you know, back in the early 1950s or the 1950 season, we had a defensive end at Clemson named Jim Calvert. He was a starter on Clemson's uh, undefeated team that year. And um, the following summer, on January, on June, June 23rd, he died of polio. And, um, you know, he was going to be a starting senior player for us. Now it's, you know, I did research on it. It's now polio, although it was a communicable disease, it was, didn't seem to be that widespread among, uh, college age kids. It was, it was the exact opposite of what we have now. And that it was kids who were, for, you know, getting, you know, getting, I mean, you might remember the story that when Dabo Sweeney's mother was, just, you know, seven, eight, nine years old that she had, you know, polio and was in the hospital for a long, long period of time. So my overall point is that we can decide on August 1st we're going to play, but if the week of the game, let's say the week of the game, one of our, our, our opponents early in the season has 25 guys that have tested positive and they've uh, contacted another 25 guys, so the other team simply can't play the game. And so what if we get into the season and that happens so often they may decide that this is uh this isn't you know worth it. So I think it's gonna be an ongoing thing in it, but if we start, I think we're gonna try to start. You know, I personally you know, I told you this way long ago and everybody said, No, we can't do that, but I still think playing a spring football season is playing a ten game spring football season is still on the table because at the end of the day Yep. Um, you know, people, uh, you know, that it's so much money. They can, I don't think we can go without having a season. So even if we have to have two, two, 2021 seasons, that could happen. Well, and, and, you know, the thing is I, when, when I saw the numbers out of Clemson this weekend and really started looking at the numbers nationally, I wrote an opinion piece and it wasn't all that popular, but 
Uh, I'm with you. It's tough for me to see things going so smoothly between now and, and August 1st or maybe even September 1st, just given the data that I see and the numbers to make me feel confident that there's going to be a, a fall football season. Although I'd love to believe that, you know, they'll be out there playing. It's very hard to imagine. Would, would you absolutely uh, without question consider this perhaps the, the biggest sports slash college sports story that you've ever followed from that standpoint? Yeah, certainly from a national, um, you know, a national um, standpoint, it would, uh, you know, it would have to be. And, um, yeah, I know I read your uh, account that, you know, you know, it could be Trevor Lawrence had, had might not play anymore for Clemson or Travis Etienne. Um, but I also still feel that, um, you know, the there might be some give and take from the NFL because the, the NFL depends so much on college football. You know, they might make some changes in there where they do things as far as the combine or whatever for the next year. And, you know, in drafting guys while they're still playing, to me, isn't that big a deal. We've done it in baseball baseball. (laughs) ever, forever. So, um, and, and as far as the guys are concerned themselves, you know, if, if Trevor's playing, um, now and Travis are playing this year, you know, why wouldn't they play? In the in the spring, it's just kind of an extension of the, you know, of, of the season. So yeah. In particular, Travis, since he had the option to, to go professional um, anyway. So, um, you know, who knows? We may have a have a. What would really be crazy if teams played five games in the fall and then played five games in the spring could could uh, could shorten it that way if mm. it ended up. In that way, I just think everything because of everything finance. I think finance, but also sensible the people that may are in charge as far as the health is concerned. I just think everything is on the table. Tim Bure here on the show that shakes the Southland. Tim, final question for you, and it was one that was posed to me earlier in the week, and I. I hadn't really thought of it like this, but I know you're a guy that not only loves the athletic department at Clemson, but you love Clemson University. Somebody said to me, if college kids are on campus, why wouldn't there be football? And I, I kind of see what somebody's saying. Like, if you expect kids to be there on campus, uh, why wouldn't we play college football? Would So would you agree with that? If college students are on campus, would it be all right to roll with college football? Yeah, I can certainly see that point. The, 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 only, the only thing that's different maybe about having students on campus and having classes and, and having football is just the nature of the game. The thing I worry about is the nature of the game right? and the contact of 22 people uh, over, on every over. single play. Yeah. And so that – and if just – you know, you read stories about how there have been weddings or church services where initially just two people there had the virus and then spread it to 60 other people. Um, I just I just wonder, just by the nature of the sport, you know, how we're going to, uh, <laughs> you know, get... Uh, you get through it that no, way. No, you're right. You're right. I and I said I thought baseball of all the sports has the best chance to 
really play through this, perhaps. Even if that means the first baseman is throwing on a mask when there's a man on, but it is what it is. Tim, yeah, always well, appreciate it. Actually, it's been proven that the best sport that has a that has a chance to make it is golf. Ah, fair, fair. Problem is, playing. problem is, I'm no good at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, take care, my man. I always appreciate you on Thursdays joining us. Okay, great talking to you, Roger. There he is, Tim Beret, hanging out with us here on the show that shakes the Southland. 803-450-0086. NBA 2K21 is coming out with their cover. You probably have a good idea who's on one of the limited edition versions of that. We'll update you on it more when we get back. Stay with us on the show that shakes the Southland. My friends at Zero Res want you to know that National Carpet Cleaning Month is this month. And to celebrate, they'll clean three rooms of carpet at your house for just $119. Mention me, Kelly Nash, while booking and get the hallway for free. 803-262-4020 or ZeroResColumbia.com. Hi, this is Kevin Hunter with Simplified Office Systems. We're here to help you with your home office. Whether you need a large multifunction device or something simple to sit on your desk, we can help with that. We offer products and strategies from HP. We also, with every product, give you remote support, troubleshooting, setup support, whatever you need, we are here to help. We can even put a Clemson logo on that new copy. Contact us by visiting mysimplifiedoffice.com or call us at 888-914-7476. Stay safe, stay strong. For 28 years, the professional staff of the Hobbs Group and Hobbs Group Advisors has been dedicated to helping others achieve their financial goals by delivering quality, objective financial and accounting solutions to a diverse client base of individuals and businesses businesses all over South Carolina. We offer tax and audit services, bookkeeping, payroll, litigation support, employee benefits, personal financial planning, investment management, and insurance services. Please call us at 803-799-0555 or visit our website, hobcpa.com, to learn more about our people and services. Clear and warm overnight with lows in the low 70s. Tomorrow's going to be sunny and plenty hot, highs mid-90s. For Channel 25 ABC Columbia, I'm Chief Meteorologist John Farley. This report is sponsored by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique. But you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. The iHeartRadio app now has over 300,000 of the best podcasts from around the globe, making us number one for podcasts, but making it super easy for you to find what you're looking for. You know what's funny? I didn't even know I liked podcasts, but then I saw them like all over the app. It's sort of like Netflix for my podcasts, but it's free, which is way better. And you can just get lost in it. Everything is on there. One app, one place. If you're not one of the tens of millions who have the app, download iHeartRadio for free today and start listening. iHeartRadio. Hey, is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us. In fact... What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum! That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks which means clean air for us. Hmm, cool. I didn't know that. Yep, but the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. 
Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. responding to possible carbon monoxide poisoning. Carbon monoxide is an odorless, colorless, tasteless gas that kills more than 500 Americans every year. Never use generators, grills, camp stoves, or other gasoline or charcoal burning devices inside your home, basement, or garage, or near a window. If it's cold, stay with friends or family or in a shelter. To learn more, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Serving Columbia at 1400. 1400. And the world on the iHeartRadio app. It is the show that shakes the Southland, Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan. Thank you to Tim Bray. Thank you to Richmond Weaver. And, uh, yeah, we're still working, man. I, I I don't know, man. I'm having – it's like I'm having a tough time with uh, this whole thing. I, I thought this would be today with uh, streaming the show on the website and doing that and sharing it the way we did. I thought, man, no problem. Everything looked great. It has been well, way down. Not Not excited. I'll tell you that. This is not a happy host heading into a long weekend. But uh, we are heading into uh, a long weekend here on the show that shakes the Southland. Obviously, uh, with the 4th of July coming, I hope that you will uh, stay safe and continue to do the the right things to make sure that we are all uh, healthy and ready to rock and roll when we return uh, for sure. It is a, a weird, weird time. And I know that everybody wants to gather and go see family and friends and uh, do all that. But just be cautious out there. Be safe. And uh, I saw that uh, the city of Lexington just put a mask uh, ordinance, I guess, in place. And I know that uh, Columbia's already done that. You're seeing it more and more around the country. 803-450-0086. That is the text line. 803-450-0086. So 2K announced. Uh, a new a new uh, logo, I guess you would say, uh, cover, if you will, today. And, of course, wouldn't you know it, Kobe Bryant uh, on the cover. Should be no surprise at this point, given uh, what Kobe's influence and impact have been uh, on uh, the, the world of uh, sports in general uh, this year. Uh, man, it seems like. It's been eons uh, weird, in a weird way. Uh, it feels like it's been forever uh, since Kobe Bryant passed away, in all honesty, uh, because of so much that's gone on in the world. Like, who would have, honestly, I mean, if, if, we, if we would have asked uh, when Kobe Bryant passed away, Will that be the top story? And it happened January 26th. Will that be the top story uh, in America this year? I got a feeling that the majority of people, maybe not everybody, but the majority of people would say, Swanee. Absolutely, that's going to be the biggest story in sports. 
and it hasn't been close. And uh, it's tragic what took place, obviously. Uh, but he will be honored by 2K as NBA 2K21 unveils their Mamba Forever cover. Uh, they'll also have a Legend Edition, or that will be the Legend Edition. Uh, is what it's, it's going to be called Mamba Forever Edition, I guess. It's replacing the Legend Edition. They'll also have a cover with Zion Williamson on there, who, by the way, I saw a picture of Zion Williamson. I'll tell you what he hasn't been doing during the break, eating a bunch of donuts. That guy is jacked headed into the uh, headed into the NBA. Can we call it postseason? Uh, finishing up the regular season and postseason. Um, dude's looking pretty ripped right now. Pretty ripped. I'll tell you that much. Again, uh, our website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. You can head over there right now. Uh, go in on uh, the story pages, if you will, and uh, or in the forums, and there's a story that you can, uh, uh, a link for you to watch the show. If you want to tune in that way, we'd love to have you. And I'm still trying to figure out why I've had uh, a little issue uh, getting some of that stuff to work correctly. But you, you know what? You you live and you live and you live and learn. You live and learn. But yeah, Kobe Bryant going to be on the uh, cover of NBA 2K21. Alabama students, apparently not the sharpest knives in the drawer. Have you heard about this? Alabama students have been holding COVID parties. Yeah, COVID parties. I mean, here we are talking about trying to figure out how to get a college football season. Yeah, I, I could make the argument if it weren't just one of the m more utterly stupid things I've ever heard of that the Alabama students are afraid that the Alabama football team would actually have to play Clemson this year given that type of attitude. What in the world are you guys doing? Holy cow. You know, my dad's family's from Alabama originally. Maybe that says something about me that these kids are out there doing that too, huh? Alabama students throwing COVID parties and offering a reward for whoever gets COVID. I thought it was strange when parents did these chicken pox parties back in the day. I don't know if uh I don't know if y'all remember those or not, but Families would like have your kid. What? Johnny's got the chicken pox. Well, I'm going to bring Sally over. Let him play before we had a chicken pox vaccine. And I guess the chicken pox didn't do a lot of. Guess chicken pox did a lot of killing. Guess chicken pox did just a lot of. Chicken pocking. I don't know, man. It was it was bad. I had it just kind of gross. Get a scar or two here or there from the chicken pox. What are these students doing in Alabama? News report out of ABC students in Tuscaloosa. I have tested positive for hosting COVID parties with the goal of seeing who will be the first to catch it. They put money in a pot and they're trying to get COVID. Whoever gets COVID first gets the pot. <laughs> 
They're intentionally doing it. This was confirmed to the city council by the Tuscaloosa Fire Chief Randy Smith. You've seen we've seen over the last few weeks parties going on in the county or throughout the city and county in several locations where students and kids could come uh, in with known positives. We thought it was a rumor at first. We did some additional research and have confirmed it. They've got the same information. You know, maybe if we hadn't made kids feel they're invincible, uh, this wouldn't be happening. We are no closer to seeing Alabama and Clemson and LSU on the gridiron partially because of the efforts of the Alabama students. Unbelievable. Hey fam, Jada Pinkett Smith here, bringing your favorite Red Table Talk episodes to podcast. I want to introduce you to two of the most important women in my life. My mom, Gammy. She's really old school. I never wanted you to be in that situation. Like, no, not date Will at all. And then we have my daughter, Willow. I'm going to be like my ancestors and just do what I need to do. Listen to the Red Table Talk podcast presented by Facebook Watch and Westbrook Audio on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Kirk Commercial Construction is a licensed general contractor in South Carolina. Since 2011, Chris Kirk, a Columbia native with 20 years of construction experience, has believed in meeting his customers' needs. Kirk Commercial Construction is capable of performing any retail or office expansion, new construction, metal building, or commercial renovation work. In addition to Kirk's commercial construction projects, their service division can assist you with commercial and maintenance tasks. If you need it done right, call 803-250-2495 or kirkcommercialconstruction.com. Stanley Martin Homes, your life is our blueprint for over 53 years. Stanley Martin has been building homes to fit your lifestyle. Visit any of our local models for a self-guided tour or schedule a personal appointment with one of our neighborhood sales managers. Summertime is the best time for moving into your new Stanley Martin home. And now you can design your house with a click of a mouse online at stanleymartin.com. An equal housing opportunity. Hi, I'm Alicia Kaufman-Quentin. My daddy, Billy Kaufman, opened Kaufman's Meat Plant at our present location in 1955. My family still works hard every day to ensure fresh quality cuts of beef, pork, and poultry. How about a tasty T-bone, ribeye, or New York strip steak? But to order at Kaufman's Meat and Place. Just look for the signs near the intersection of US-1 and I-20 in Lexington. Call us at 356-0076 to place your order. Kaufman's Meat and Place, when you want the very best your money can buy. Sharing has never meant as much as it does now. We share the things we love most in life for the world to see. But what if we could actually do more with our sharing than just collect likes? What if this sharing could be used to make a difference? Now there's a place where we can put all that sharing to good use. The National MS Society is asking people to make a difference and share what they love with someone else who loves it too. Whether it's surfing, dancing, or whatever is important to you, we've created a place that'll help you get your experience out to the world. If you have a story, share it. If you have a solution, share that too. Join us at wearestrongerthanms.org because together we are stronger. Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well, I think he is. Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up. He is ready, right? 
Her car seat looks like the right size. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat, aren't there? Rear-facing, forward-facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. I know my child's in the right car seat, or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Online at foxsportsradio1400.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. An iHeartRadio station. What have you done for me lately? It's a fair question. Just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Don't forget history. Lucky for us at Clemson, the answer to the questions, what have you done for me lately, and what have you done always, are the same. We win. Final segment of the week here on the show that shakes the Southland. We're off. Enjoy the 4th of July. You might want to keep your eye on the website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. There may be a little promotion coming. If you've never been there, we'd love to have you join us. Keep your eyeballs over there. Bright and early tomorrow. Might have a little something-something for you. ClemsonSportsTalk.com. We've also got a recruiting update coming over on the site as well. Clemson put out uh, an offer today uh, to Jaheim Singletary, five-star defensive back uh, out of the state of Florida, the number one cornerback in that state as well. Uh, That happened just a couple of hours ago. Uh, Plus, we've got some other updates along the way, a two-part series uh, with Ross Taylor, who is the Clemson University uh, SID in charge of Football communications, uh, his unique time, you know, right there beside Dabo Sweeney, and uh, spending you know, so many days and hours beside the man that runs your program and scheduling up all of his media events and opportunities. Again, from the standpoint of college football season, it, you're on a you're on a timeline, folks. You ever seen the movie Space Camp? If you're 42, you probably remember that one. But you recall at the end of the movie, well, I don't want to give too much away, but you remember they're hovering around the uh, getting the last bit of oxygen? That's where we are. Time is ticking. The last bit of oxygen is in the room. Breathe slow, people. Because getting to the college football season on September the 3rd, who? what is that? Let me see this, okay? Because I, I live off of the Clemson date. 
<laughs> as if as if that's the only games that are important. When is the first uh, college football game? Now, I will tell you, uh, 8-29, August 29th, there's football. So I'm looking at September the 3rd. We're really four days closer to mayhem than I would like to be. The NFL's narrowing back their preseason. They're going with a two-game preseason. Trying to do whatever they can to give themselves the you know, optimal amount of time, I'm sure, is what that's about more than anything. And there's a slate of games on August 29th. Marshall in East Carolina, California and UNLV, New Mexico State, UCLA, Hawaii and Arizona, Idaho and New Mexico. Six games on the 29th of August. Yeah. Hey, Siri, how many days is it until August the 29th? I'd be interested to know. 58 days, folks. That's what you got till college football kicks off. Forget when Clemson starts. 58 days. What are you going to do? How are you going to make it better? Is there, or are we already past that, that point? September the 2nd, NC State will take on Louisville. That's the ACC opener. Then on the third, obviously, is when everybody gets rocking and rolling, including your Tigers on the road in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. Like it, it, when I when I when I made the evaluation over the weekend and wrote the article that I wrote, and if you haven't read it, head over to ClemsonSportsTalk.com. And it was like I'm telling you. Uh, in a week, in a week, I mean, when 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 Paul Feinbaum, his people contacted me to come on their show. When I was talking on that show, this was not something that a lot of people were in on. Not something that a lot of people were talking about. But dude, I'm telling you, four days later, it's a lot more. There are a lot more conversations about it, and all we can do is what we can do. Collectively. You heard Tim Bray. You heard Richmond Weaver. These are not doom and gloom naysaying. Uh, oh, woe is me, guys. That's not their, That's not who they, these guys are. These are positive guys. But they're smart guys. They see what's happening. And they're concerned. I'm concerned. Again, coming up this weekend, July the 4th, Clemson's greatest games. It'll be the South Carolina Gamecocks versus the Clemson Tigers. A little chicken kicking in Death Valley back in 2014. Deshaun Watson, DW4, turning the tide. Clemson Tigers set to look for win number seven in a row against South Carolina this year. That would equal the all-time longest winning streak in the history of the programs, in the history of the series. Yeah, for the Tigers. That's coming up this weekend. I hope you have a great 4th of July. I hope you are safe. 
be as patriotic, man, as you can be because we still live, no matter what we're dealing with, in the greatest nation in the entire world. And I think that has been a byproduct of some of the frustration that we have all had because we are not accustomed to this. This is not the normal that anybody expects or wants, but we have to work together collectively and we can get through this and we will get through this. I'm blessed to be the host of this program. Have a fantastic holiday. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Go to the website tomorrow. There's going to be a promotion. And until then, as always, y'all take care now. And go Tigers! Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan on Columbia's home for sports. Fox Sports Radio 1400.